Hi, I'm Rebecca Lieb. And I'm Jason Horton. And we're the hosts of Ghost Town, a comedy podcast about all places abandoned, tragic, mysterious, haunted, and true crimey. That's not a word. <laughs> we cover all kinds of locations like... The Los Feliz Murder House. An L.A. murder frozen in time. Action Park. The world's most dangerous amusement park. JonBenet Ramsey's house, Woodstock 99, the Cecil Hotel, and the Black House. Ooh, Satan. Mm. So pause the podcast you're currently listening to immediately and go subscribe to Ghost Town. You can find us at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. to the Haunted Heart Podcast. We're just going to jump right the fuck on in it today. Jumping in it. Jump right up on in it for I you am, today. Oh, never mind. You're what? Go back. What? I was going to introduce myself. <laughs> you know well, how some podcasts introduce themselves? Yeah, no, but some podcasts introduce themselves, so it's not like, like if you're listening for the first time, it's not like, oh, who are these people? Oh, who are you? What are you doing in my room? Yeah, what are you doing in my ear holes? This is invasive. <laughs> all right, well then introduce yourself. Well, you know. You have all the time in the world. No, you don't. You have an hour and 13 minutes. Get it, to it. <laughs> we don't actually time our episodes to be an hour and 13 minutes on average. They just kind of are, and I kind yeah. of like it. 13 is a good number for me. I carry it around from time to time. Yeah, it's a lucky number. It's good. Anyway, I'm Katie. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and this this fucker over here hi i'm kenny and we're your hosts for this evening and every other evening that you're listening to us that you're listening to uh, the oh, haunted heart podcast that one time that we weren't and our mods were the hosts oh that's true that was good and speaking of our mods being the hosts they actually from their experience on like uh doing our podcast for a week which was super fun. Go back through the feed and listen to their episode. Um, they are launching their own podcast called Snacks with Steen. So that will be hosted by uh, I believe it's Stein. Snacks with Stein. God damn it. What the fuck? I haven't had food in 48 hours. Please don't judge me. Snacks with Steen? I'm just trying Who my goddamn best. Um, no, I have this friend whose name is Christina, and I always, like, her nickname is Steen. Like, I call her Steen. And so every time I see it, I just can't. Well, I just can't. It's it snacks with well, Stein. Well, it's Stein, like R.L. Stein, like the guy who wrote fucking Goosebumps. Yeah, and like Fear that Street. motherfucker. I'm really excited for Street. it. I'm so happy for them. I'm glad that they got to, uh, uh, you know, or get or getting snacks to work together on Steen. this. So great. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! I whiffed it. The the Steen. What is it? Um, uh, snacks with Steen didn't kill himself. <laughs> uh, no. Um. Yeah, so check out their podcast. It's launching December 5th, and we're really excited for it. We're going to listen to it. You should listen to it, too. It's really cool. It's like yeah. a, from what I know, it's like a, um, like they're reviewing Fear Street, their favorite, like, Fear Street. And Goosebumps. And Goosebumps stories, and uh, I guess they're snacking, too, which yeah. is always good, unless you're on a hunger strike <laughs> for climate change <laughs> for seven days, in which case... No snacks for you. <laughs> no snacks. Just but you just still water. get the podcast. <laughs> just water and and ice. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I believe uh, we need to get into an invocation. We do. 
We just have all kinds of business today. All kinds of house cleaning. Hunt. Cleaning? It's cleaning. going well. Snacks with house- Steen. Snacks with Steen while we're house cleaning. While we're house cleaning, yes. We do. We have a new member joining our Patreon. Yes, we are so excited. We cannot uh, thank you guys. Why did that sound fucking sarcastic? We are so excited. (laughs) Why did that sound so salty? Because it's one more like goddamn thing mad. we have to do on here. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's good. Um, it's I love it. It's absolutely beautiful. We love getting that little notification where it's like, bam, so-and-so just became a patron. Even when sometimes it's like, so-and-so deleted their patron. <laughs> <laughs> it's still exciting. Well, that's a sad way. time. <laughs> <laughs> mass delete all the patrons are like here you go you asked for it. no but we love that you guys uh love us uh and want to support the show and help us continue this bullshit so anytime we see that notification it just makes our hearts flutter fuck yeah every time we see that it's like we just got a new business partner it's cool fuck yeah oh that's a good yeah. way to think it's like of a it. co-op yeah business partner yeah it's good yeah. i always think of patreon that way because it's like oh these are people who like care enough to like actually put money into the show which is really cool and if you can't afford to put money into the show like i'm not shitting on you i'm not mike boudet come on (laughs) sword and scale uh i just like anybody who listens like it's awesome so if you are able to give financially that's cool we all go through different seasons in life financially consider it if you will it's patreon.com slash the haunted heart um but if you aren't in a place where you can give financially we still love you too it's fine yeah all right, so with that said, let's induct our new member. I realize it's been a while since we explained the invocations, and we did like four on the last episode. We did, we did. Yeah. So what this is, uh, whenever we have a new member join Patreon, no matter what level, no matter what contribution, um, we like to do a little invocation of the new member on the show. Yes, we do. And Brittany R. joined us on Patreon a while ago, I think. Um, And we, like, somehow she didn't make it into the last episode. But we're going to do you now, girl. Better late than never. And we're going to send some extra good vibes to you. Because I know you've been waiting a while on your invocation. Well, Gmail fucked us up on that. Yeah, Gmail. we didn't get the notification. It somehow, like, ended up in some, like, Gmail inbox that we don't know what the fuck happened. So... Our apologies. Probably with all our other emails. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Really important emails. Yes. Yes. Really important emails from really important people. Netflix interested in partnership. (laughs) Delete. Fuck. (laughs) Netflix cease and desist. (laughs) Delete. (laughs) Definitely delete. All right. So miss me with them Gmail bad vibes. Hit me with that good shit. Brittany R. We are sending you all of the good vibes. Health, wealth, happiness. Whatever it is you need to get through the rest of this fucking Mercury in retrograde season, babe. Season? It's fine. Brittany will be joining our haunted heart harem, by the way. Mm-hmm. And we glad to have you, boo. Yes, we are. Looking fine. That, that light didn't want to go out on that match. Her match burned bright. Yes, it did. All right, my love. Your candle is lit, and it will sit beside our mic stand 
burning into the night, at least through the end of the episode, but forever and always in our dark, dark hearts. Yes, we love that. All right. So I believe with that, it's time to get into our shit today. We we have an agenda today. Look, listen, we have all of the information up top. Snacks with Stein, snacks with Steen, however you want to take it. Got our Patreon <laughs> shout out, and now we're getting into the business. Yes, this is true. Okay, so um, I guess I should tell them what we're talking about today. You should. I'm I'm actually really wildly excited for this sh- this episode. This shit. This shit. No, this topic. Uh, uh, mainly because she didn't have to do anything. Well, no, I'm super fucking <laughs> bummed that I didn't get to do anything. Like I really, when I put this on the ep- on the topic ideas list. I wanted to research it. I was going to make it a Katie episode. And then, like, you took the lead, and I had a crazy week, and you ended up doing most of the research. So I'm kind of bummed about it, but at the same time, I'm now really excited because I want to hear all of the things. Right. Well, listen up, folks. Strap in. Get your strap-ons. Whatever you need. Because we're talking about the lost colony. Fuck yeah. Croatoan. Croatoan. All right. So we need to get in our Haunted Heart time machines. You know the drill when we do this. Oh, the time machine episode. Got it. Yep. Haunted Heart time machines. We're getting in there. We're pulling, putting all of our shit in there, grabbing all of our people. You know, Christy, our mods, uh, Emily, everyone that, you know, all of us. We're going. Even you. So let's start in 1578. You've got Queen Elizabeth I. Uh, by the way, did you know her nickname was uh, Good Queen Beth? Yes, I didn't know that, actually. Really? I did. I have a history degree. They taught me that. Well, and I'm the one doing this episode. (laughs) Uh, It just sort of reminded me of, like, a cow. Yes. Bess Bess and or Bessie are very good cow names. She was a good queen, that cow. That's uh, just all I could think of, really. Uh, And that's the end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You could always be, like, I think it was George II who was crazy. Yeah. And he 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 was crazy and he was taking this medicine that was like making him piss turquoise. Either that or he had a disease that made him piss turquoise. I feel like I've mentioned this on before on the show weirdly. But uh he made his horse like a general in uh. his fucking army. Like the like the general of his army. It was his fucking horse. Who he also like had dinner with, like at his table and Wow. Stuff. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Sounds so, interesting. Yeah. So I mean, you know, a cow being queen. We're not far from that. That's true. Potentially. I mean, yeah. Everybody loves cows. We do. They're good. Yeah. Very nice. Great color scheme. Mm-hmm. So, Miss Bess, uh, she grants a charter to these two guys, uh, Sir Humphrey Gilbert and his half-brother, Adrian Gilbert. Uh, but then Adrian died. Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> he, he did. Wait, were we checking on Humphrey during that time? Is that, did he, what happened? Oh, he was fine. Could he have been married? No, he was fine. Okay. Po- I mean, I don't know. We'll Possibly. put a pin in it. We'll look yeah, into it later. We'll, we'll do that. So um, Adrian died, and the charter passed to his half-brother, Sir Walter Raleigh. Oh, I know that motherfucker. Yeah, you do. He's doing well. <laughs> I don't think so. Hang on for a second, because I'm making big noise. Sorry, I dumped this entire thing of matches in my fucking lap. Are you trying to set yourself on fire here? I mean, when there's nothing left to burn... 
It was my favorite quote from high school. When there's nothing left to burn, you have to set yourself on fire. I thought I was so fucking cool, man. I know you did. It was tough. Sir Walter Raleigh. Yes, Sir Walter Raleigh. What's going on with him? Tell me more. (laughs) So the terms of the charter essentially stated that they were to explore and colonize territories unclaimed, unclaimed by Christian kingdoms. And essentially, it divided the territories up so that Gilbert would be able to claim anything north of, please tell me I'm going to say this wrong, Newfoundland? Yeah. That no, right? that's good. Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Yep. That's and the one. Raleigh, anything south of that. Got it. All right. So this charter had some fine print in it. And first of all, before we get into the actual story, this is like a three-part story. Got honestly. it. Honestly. So a there's triptych. like three major parts to this story, and I literally did no work and spent all of my time. <laughs> like, my manager came up to me and she was like, Hey, do you have the capacity to help me with this? And then there's me looking up no. like the mysteries of Croatoan right on my laptop, and I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. Nope. <laughs> no, I'm at capacity. I don't have the right capacity. Now. I have the podcast. <laughs> right. Okay. So again, this charter had some fine print. Uh, He needed to have established a colony by 1951 or else he would lose his right to colonization. Mm. So uh, the charter essentially stated uh, that he was to, uh, quote, discover, search, find out, and view such remote heathen and barbarous lands, countries, and territories uh, to have, hold occupy, uh, and enjoy. <laughs> I mean, it sounds kind of like nasty. Yeah. I mean. And enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And enjoy. I'm heathen and barbarous territories. <laughs> I have a few of those. Yeah. I know you do. Uh, so now a huge factor in this colonization besides the obvious was also so that they could establish a home base from which they could raid Spain's shit. Um, oh, and he was to do all of this, uh, but was per- forbidden to leave the queen's side. Got like, it. She, she, homegirl had trust issues. Yeah. She well, was, I think there was a rumor that they were fucking... Probably. I there feel was like definitely it. rumor that they were fucking. And Elizabeth was fucking most most people in her fucking castle. Like, <laughs> she was fucking a lot. Well, she wouldn't let him leave. She was like, no, you need to do all of this, but you're not going any fucking where. Got actually. it. You know, I, I relate. <laughs> do so, all these things for me, but also be right here. <laughs> be right here. At my back and call. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's wrong Just with Just like that? the queen you are. 100%. And there we are. Uh, so he ended up delegating a lot of his missions to other people and mostly just worked from, um, and worked from London, which is like the ultimate work from home gig, really. Mm. Uh, so April 27th hits. Raleigh's got his shit together. He has two ships uh, set sail beginning in the south so they can catch those good winds to carry them uh, into the West Indies before sailing north on July 4th, uh, where they first uh, caught sight of land. Got it. This land today is known as Cape Fear, which, if you're from the area, is a bit of headland that juts into the ocean from Bald Head Island uh, on the coast of North Carolina. Got it. So they make landfall on July 13th. There they meet... 
they meet uh, the Sakodan, who had probably already established connections with, or at the very least had witnessed uh, previous explorers. So they were essentially like, oh, look, more white people. Look at these helpless white people <laughs> who are about to oh, fucking get off this boat God. and die hard. Someone like was like, God damn it. Yeah, it's tough. It's fucking tough. But here's the thing. Like, it's totally, like, the climate of North Carolina, totally different from, I mean, not totally, but very different from what they would have been used to back home. Right. You know, because they were, I mean, I don't know the exact latitude and longitude, but it seems like they're at a higher latitude than North Carolina would be. So maybe, like, the crop, like, I know it gets hotter down there than they're used to. You know, British people, they get fucking, they're, like, dying if it's like over 70, they're like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not a, a climatologist. Is that a thing? I don't think Sounds so. like it. Sounds like it could be. But anyway. I'm not sure. So things were friendly at first. And when the ships returned back to England in the fall, um, they spoke highly of the tribe's hospitality, um, as well as the strategic location of uh, this island, uh, Roanoke, essentially. Um, I don't think there's anything strategic about getting out of a boat, having no basic life skills to care for yourself, being completely unaware with the like environment around you, not knowing how to like grow crops and feed yourself, not having any of the materials well, required think- to do so, and relying entirely on like the people who are already there, the natives, to like take care of you and show you how to. You know, well, nothing but I think they were thinking there. about location-wise of the land because sure. if th- at the time, uh, you know, uh, Spain ruled a lot of what was in the south and all mm. of that, so that's essentially what they were trying to like fucking have it for. I'll get to that anyway. Got it. Um, so they also brought back uh, two people. Uh, I, I really hope I couldn't find a way to Wanchese a Sakodan and Mantio, a uh, Croatoan, uh, whose mother was the chieftain of Croatoan Island. Mm. So, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, these two had very different vibes going on with them. Wanchese was very suspicious of English motives. Uh, he didn't really care to learn English, and when he returned to Roanoke in 1586, he literally just straight dipped. He was like, I'm done with these white people. You know what? Honestly, it's probably better for him. Yes. So uh, this was in contrast to Manteo, who helped the colonists through the harsh winter, helped Mm -hmm. them bridge language gaps, and was actually one of the first indigenous people to be baptized uh, into the Church of England. Hmm. So two very different, you know, sort of frames of thought going on. Yeah. So we've got this land, and it's being hyped up to be this vast, like, Garden of Eden, so to speak. Uh, So Raleigh plans his first colony, which was essentially a military operation that sought to evaluate the land and its natural resources. Hmm. Again, they wanted to see if this would be a suitable place to essentially establish a military base. So 600 men went on the voyage, and this guy, uh, Ralph Lane, was appointed the governor of this colony. So they sent all these people uh, and an artist Love it. A watercolorist, if you will, <laughs> by the name of John White. So... Ironic. <laughs> Ironic that his last name is a color and he's a watercolorist. 
ironic. John White, yes. The John White. That's amazing. I hope that was, you think that was a stage name? Do you think he was born with the name White? And Probably. maybe that's why he became a watercolorist? Probably. You know? Like, kind of like how people who are like dentists or like doctor. I just like, like there were a lot of Whites back then. That's uh, true. That's true. So, 600 men and this watercolorist. God damn it. You know, honey, he had his portfolio. He had his easel. His paintbrush Honey, set. he had his his full 52-color set. He thought he was the shit. He, he had those white trays that we had back in the fucking day in the 90s where you had to, them, with them dry-ass watercolor paints that you had to dip your brush in fucking... water and then fucking, like, stab it into the color palette to get any color he had a fucking smock i just imagine you have all these like you know british like military men or whatever and then there's this guy and there's like rail thin john white who's like oh oh he's painting the waters they're like a beautiful dandy what (laughs) what a guy um so they all there's me watching from the reeds and that's the one that i like set my fucking sights on right so that we can starve to death through the winter because he can't provide for the family but he's an artist Ooh, he knows his way around some watercolor god damn it i got so mad with those watercolors too because you had to stab the paint so bad that your brush got all fucking frayed and then you couldn't paint shit with your brush so he was actually kind of a pioneer this is kind of a sidestep but um I told you I did a lot of research. So he was actually kind of a pioneer in the art realm with watercolors because a lot of people at the time were using oil paints. Mm. Um, And he was like heavy into watercolor. And that's really why they sent him on this mission was to record and paint like the trees, the floor, you know, the flora, fauna and the people, whatever, so that they could get a record of it. Yeah. Um, And a lot of his works during this time is actually are actually one of like our only resources as to what things looked like back then. Wow. Um, and again, he really spearheaded like the use of watercolors. And then later on, like everyone else sort of like followed suit and it became a big thing. Got so it. that's cool. <laughs> um, so watercolors had been around prior to that point. They just weren't like in vogue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I could oil- see that cause you couldn't carry a shitload of oil paint around with you as you're like, Exploring these right. places. I guess the watercolors maybe sea. were more convenient. You got a lot of water. You got you plenty of water. <laughs> yes. That's interesting. So. That was an interesting tangent. Thank yeah. you for enriching my life with that. You're welcome. You are very welcome. There might be a few more coming, so just you wait. Got it. Um, so they all set sail on seven ships and departed on April 9th, 1585. Now, this voyage was a little, uh, a little tumultuous. Uh, there's a whole series of events that occurred uh, that I won't get into, but let's just say they experienced Haunted Heart October 2019. Oh, girl. <laughs> Bless them. So some shit goes down at sea, and they lose a lot of provisions um, that they had carried and now didn't have enough to support a settlement as large as they had originally planned. Well, well, that's bad news. That is bad. Never good news when the captain like gives you that like information, calls you all, and is like, "Well, we, now we don't have enough food to support everybody we don't that have we had enough. hoped to support." <laughs> and you're just looking around like, "Fucking, I'm not trying to get eaten first. Like, <laughs> you're sizing people up. Like, mm, well, we could uh, eat on him for about thirty days. <laughs> true. Uh, 
And more on that to come, actually. Good time for a water <laughs> fast, that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's not... okay. I can hang around. I don't I don't need food, actually. It's, I'm good. it's fine. I'll I'm just be over here. I'm not waste resources. It's okay. You don't have to get rid of me, Me please. just over there, like, eating random bark that's like... It's great. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I it's don't need food. Fine. It's totally fine. That I think that's when I would um definitely be playing up the fact that I am like an eligible woman of childbearing age. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm pretty sure they would have noticed. I'd that. be like, look here, I got this womb. You don't want to eat this womb. I mean There's one guy in the back who's like, I've actually I would love to eat your womb. I wanna know what it tastes like. <laughs> I don't know if it's chewy. <laughs> Fucking serial killer of the time. Like, like, look, we have to grow this c- colony. Right. I know you. I know you want children. Over here, I'm your ticket. Uh, and then we make land, and I like run off with a dart. I, I run off with a fucking capable ass first American man exactly. <laughs> who will fucking have me Fuck if yeah. I beg. <laughs> yeah, you damn right. So on top of all of that, they didn't have enough pre- provisions. Uh, the Outer Bank Inlets. aren't deep for shit, right? Mm -hmm. So plans for this place to be a base for large military ships, it just wasn't happening. Right, because you have the sound there where it's only like four feet deep. So you can't be fucking driving boats into that because you're going to tear the bottom out. Exactly. Got it. Great information to have before we sent a whole fucking fleet of people. <laughs> oh, I there. see. Oh, it didn't work out then. <laughs> is what we're is what we're getting to. Right. Oh, right. I love that sound. I shaved my legs in that sound once. Oh, did you really? Yeah, girl. I was taking a beach vacation, and um, my life being what it is, I was too busy, so I just threw my razor in the car, and then I got there, and I I just went out into nature and shaved my fucking legs. Hair didn't grow back for like three months. Oh shit! It's All crazy right. as hell. Well, anyway, I love the sound. It's the a great sound place, is good. unless you're trying to like ram your fucking boat into it. In no. which case, it's not a great place for these big ass <laughs> ships. Um, so the captains decide that um, only about a hundred people could stay with Governor Lane, uh, and that. And that would be good enough, essentially, to support their objectives of, like, research and all of this um, Mm -hmm. until a planned second wave of colonists and supplies could arrive. Mm -hmm. Now, because they had sent this wave, and then they were going to send another wave of supplies later. So that was already planned. So they were like, 100 people, y'all stay here. It'll be fine. There's going to be another... um, like wave of uh, wave of support that's gonna come. You're gonna be okay. But swerve on that ass. This planned second wave was actually redirected elsewhere due to some Spanish drama going on. And they didn't know. And they didn't know. Oh, the captain fuck. had no idea. Like he had no way of knowing oh, shit. that this had been redirected elsewhere. So, so he was like, okay, you hundred people uh-huh. can just fucking you you guys stay here. It's gonna be totally fine. And then you're gonna get food soon. Yeah. Meanwhile, Spain was like, mm, nah. Nah. Well, Damn. yes. So essentially. Well, probably because they thought that they had all the food from the first tranche over, right? So they probably made some miscalculations for how long right. they would so be they okay. Because like, they were like, well, they have food. We sent them with the right. food. Right. We send them with enough. It's fine. Right. Kind Whatever. of like when your mom packs your lunch like in the morning and then you eat it all on the bus to school. <laughs> and she thinks that you have lunch, but w- what you've done is just eat it all in advance. Yeah. So then you have no lunch. Yeah, pretty much. I wouldn't know from personal experience, but... Yeah. Um, well, and then so the captain of that ship decides he's like, all right, peace out. <laughs> he's like, 
We're going to take these other people. We're going back to England. Y'all stay here. Whoa. So the captain fine. didn't even stay? The well, lane so there were did. like seven captains. Remember, there were like oh, seven ships. So there were like multiple captains. So the captain. The big captain. And they had names, but I just chose not. Who cares? Because it's the captain, whatever. Sure. Anyway. Captain Crunch. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, he leaves. And um, I think it was at this point that, because um, I think there was probably some time where they stayed before they like left um because it was really hard to find a time when uh our artist our watercolorist here um, mr white mr white left some speculate that he left during this time went back to england right some say he stayed for the through the winter but they question that because had he stayed through the winter he probably wouldn't have come back later for the third round mm. so they Think that he did his research, left with this boat. And he was like, I'm getting the fuck later. out of here. Pretty much. I'm an artist. Do I look <laughs> like I can fucking survive a winter on this fucking place? No. So this meant that Lane's colony would have to rely on the generosity of the natives that inhabited the area. So what do we do? The colonists decide to burn down their villages. It's fucking awful. Wait. So you wait. Well, so listen. So Wait, no. Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what went down. Okay. Because I'm confused. Uh-huh. If you're going to rely on somebody's generosity, generally the first rule is not to burn their fucking house down. Yeah, or their crops. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, crops too. Pretty much. Oh, okay. that's um, good. Well, that's, that was the food though. Right. Why are you going to burn <laughs> the food? Not not smart, these people. You need the food. So what, what went down was the colonists... Um, during one of their explorations, uh, noticed that a silver cup was reported missing. So one of the captains went back to the village to demand its return. When the natives were like, dude, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. They burned their villages and their oh crops. Oh my fucking So God. that they don't appear weak. You ought not be worried about the cup, baby. You need to be worried about what the fuck you gonna put in the cup. Put in the fucking. You ain't cup. got no food. Worry about those. Who gives a shit about your silver cup? silver cup? You ain't got nothing to put in he it. Said, you're gonna oh, we're, fucking we're gonna burn down this it. village and the crops oh, so that we don't God. appear weak. All right, you're gonna be fucking weak. You know what this when is? they don't fucking share any crops with you to fucking eat because you burnt their shit down. This is men being in charge. Honestly, is what this honestly, fucking this is. This whole fucking story is literally just a series of like. Dumb fuckery. This is somebody with a fucking masculinity complex is it what really this is. is. So with limited supplies and and no uh, PR agent to help them really <laughs> to like smooth things out. Other than Manteo, they had him. And a, and a crippling inferiority complex. Right. So remember, you still had Manteo who went back with them on the first trip um, and came back with them with the 600 men. Uh, so he was essentially their, really their strongest ally. Yeah. Right? So he's kind of following the the English where they go. So he was there first, you know, went back with that first small wave of people, mm -hmm. came back with them, and then now he's kind of like dealing with all of this. He's trying to keep these people alive. Yes. Got it. Um. So... The colonists really struggled. Um, obviously, there was no gold, no Garden of Eden. 
just eating North Carolina, girl. Girl. Like, <laughs> and I tell you what, depending on what you're looking for, depending on your perspective, baby, I maybe mean, that bitch, is the Garden of Eden for you. They might have found a liquor store on a coin laundromat, but <laughs> no Garden of Eden. I'm I know they that. used to have a Popeye's in Eden, and they recently, just this past month, yeah. removed it. And I'm upset about that. But they still got the cookout. Yeah. So, so meanwhile, good. while all this is going on, the captain who left with the other, like, 500 people um, who had set sail for England before all of this captured a Spanish merchant ship and got, like, a shit ton of gold and treasure, <laughs> which made uh, the whole expedition profitable. Okay. Like, regardless of everything going on back then, this one guy who, like, dipped out just happened upon a merchant ship, captured it, and then just, like, hit the fucking jackpot, essentially. Made the whole expedition worth it. That's cool. Uh, but, you know, we're just going to ignore, uh, you know, all of the starving and depressed people. It's fine. <laughs> that they just left don't, Just don't look at them. It's look, fine. we have all this gold. Just don't look at the hungry people. Uh, that was essentially the thought process. Yeah, governments really. still work that way now, though, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Um, so on top of, like, starving, they're also sick. Um, so while the colonists were going from village to village doing their exploring and and all of that, they were bringing gifts of influenza and smallpox, mm-hmm. uh, which meant that uh, now the natives were suffering with limited food supplies mm. because they were getting sick and unable right. to, uh, you know, do things to help keep their fucking selves alive. Yeah. Also, you know, we burned all this fucking crops. And, and burning the crops. Earlier. Yeah. So the food supply somewhat cut down by that as well, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, well, it was one of them because there were multiple like villages and tribes in the area. So that was like, one yeah, right. That was one. Yeah. So that was one of them. But still, I mean, one is too much. One is too many. For real. Um, so by the spring, it was awkward as fuck between the colonists, uh, and, uh, the natives. Can you fucking uh, imagine? Can you, no, we're native southern virginians we're very close to north carolina both of us have spent time in north carolina you have lived there for several years can you imagine if you were like a first american and you 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 saw these people coming and they just had no fucking skills (laughs) <laughs> and they're worried about shit that do- doesn't matter at fucking all, like a silver cup. Yeah. And they burned one village down, and you were still kind of like, well, I can't just let them starve to death, so I guess we'll just fucking help them a little bit. And then they just, like, the ineptitude that they must have. Because <laughs> it's a totally different climate. Right. And I just don't think these people were very prepared and so I can't help but imagine that, like, as a, as a native, looking at that, you were like, where did these people fucking come, come from? from? Who <laughs> are these, like, overgrown babies? Like, I mean, honestly. What the fuck? Honestly, yeah. Like, they can't even keep themselves alive. They can't even keep their fucking water clean. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Like, all these things that come second nature because, you know, I mean... To some degree, yes, people who are coming from... a sort of civilization sort of mindset where they live in cities and have like all of those sorts of things to, you know, North Carolina at the time, which was very much a frontier Mm -hmm. basically. Um, Not that there, not to say that there weren't villages and um, like, 
I guess, organizational schemas in place, but it was just radically different from that that you would have found in like Europe. Right. Well, there were different. They just had different priorities. Like fucking staying alive. Like Like, staying alive, essentially. Yeah. But I mean, Um, like, I I always think about whenever I like read anything that happened in this time period, like I always think about how, how fucking stupid the settlers, if you want to call them that, must have looked to the natives who were there. Truly. Like, I mean, thank God they didn't just let them all fucking die. Like, I mean. Yeah, to be honest, like, that was probably the best choice. <laughs> like, I mean, you probably should have. Well, yeah. We say that as two cripplingly Caucasian people, but like, I mean, thanks. But but also, probably should have just let them die. I mean, honestly. They were shit. dicks. They were burning shit down. I mean, yeah. So there's just, there's lots of drama going on here. Very uh, telenovela vibes between, yes. uh, between the two people. Um, suffice it to say that at the end, the, um, chief of the Sikotans, uh, pulled some, uh, some shady shit, mm. uh, evacuated his people from Roanoke, destroyed the English, uh, fishing supplies and ordered mm-hmm. them to not sell food to the English. Mm. So this left Lane and his men to essentially beg and forage for food in the Outer Banks. Um, and so the chief got the idea to plan an attack on the English. Uh, so he gathers a bunch of allies together, but unbeknownst to him, Lane had gotten word of this little, like, you know, uh, military, like, come together, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, so Lane ambushes the meeting, and at the end of it, the English return with, uh, the chief's head, uh, and place it on a stake outside of the colony's fort. Okay. So there's that. <laughs> Relations Could, not great. Kind of like a, like a, like a really aggressive version of a welcome mat. I would say so. Yeah. No. Not necessarily gonna incline people to help you. No. But again, that power thing, I guess. But brains not really there. No. No. I, again, I would say not strategic. No, not at all. Not one bit. So in June, the colonists make contact with a fleet of ships, of English ships, coming back from Santo Domingo, and straight uber-vesseled themselves out of there. They were like, hey, you, come here, let's go. They were fucking Tom Hanks and Castaway, like, they really screaming. Were. They were like, Arr! we have to go. Arr! Yeah. Arr! They were there. me. At like they were me trying to leave a party when the clock strikes eleven oh one. Like yeah. that's what they were. Yeah, <laughs> they were they like, saw that ship coming. We gotta go. And they were like, "Take us with, take me with you, please." <laughs> take me with you. So they did, right? So they, all the remaining people left on this fucking boat back to uh, back to London. Got Literally it. the next day, a supply ship comes in from England. God damn it. <laughs> And the cap, the boat captain is like, well, I knew there was supposed to be people here for me to deliver all these supplies to. <laughs> I just thought, like, I thought that was so hilarious. Like, they needed all of these supplies, and then they were just like, let me hop on out. 
they leave literally the next fucking day. A ship comes like, hey, guys. Shit. I mean, if these were people who lived in London, like they were probably like ready to get the fuck Honestly. out. Supplies or That's no supplies, girl. I need some yeah. some pasties in here. <laughs> like I'm hungry for a meat pie. I'm sorry. Did you bring one of Mrs. Lovett's meat pies? <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway. Um, so obviously nobody's there. So they're like, well, shit. Uh, and they leave. <laughs> and where they go, who knows? Uh, and then two weeks later, the promised uh, relief ship, uh, the one that had been held up and redirected, yeah, um, came in. Oh, finally. shit. Uh, we got all in. the supplies now. Yeah. Damn. Uh, and they came in with a year's worth of supplies and about 400 men, but obviously found nothing. And after interrogating a few of the natives, they find out what all went down. Um and decide to return the fleet to England, but left behind like 15 men so that they could maintain an English presence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those men were immediately murdered by the natives. I mean, can you imagine being one of those 15 men and you're just like, no, let me, oh no, God, it, it, what a terrible fucking a idea. So apparently they were unarmed. Oh, uh, the good. Englishmen, no, the Englishmen were unarmed and were collecting oysters and the natives kind of strolled up like, I just want to talk to you. I just want to talk. I to just you. want to talk to you. Uh, no, they ambushed. Like they came up and like had their weapons concealed and were like, "Hey, let's have a meeting." Oh my god! And then immediately like murdered these men. Um, a few of them did escape the Englishmen, uh, but they like went off into a boat and nobody ever heard from them ever again. That's like cool. they just disappeared. Okay, nobody. They cares. started a new life. Pretty much, they said we're done with this. So despite all of this. Raleigh is convinced by a couple people, including our watercolorist, God damn John it. White. God damn to it, John White. Try again. Why would you betray me this way? <laughs> so, third He's time like, but the, the trees, they were so beautiful. The flora. And the, the beaches, fauna. they had these reeds <laughs> that grew up. And I could walk through I the mean, sound. The water only came up to my hips. It was beautiful. <laughs> I shaved my legs while I was there. <laughs> I need to paint the fish. The hair didn't grow back for three months. <laughs> Jesus, God. So, but this time they were like, you know what? Let's maybe settle like in a different area. Like, uh-huh. Let's try the Chesapeake Bay area. Got it. Okay. Uh, so Raleigh approved Same house, this- different room. Pretty Got much. it. They were like, you know, maybe, maybe let's try Virginia. Maybe if we just Virginia. go up like 50 miles or down, yeah, whatever. Fine. It'll be fine. It's <laughs> good. So Raleigh approves this charter, sends John White as the governor. Our watercolorist he became is the now governor? the governor. Yes. God damn it. Look at him. <laughs> Look at him. He's a governor now. Look at him. He's I'm a proud governor of him. now. Yeah. Did he have a wife? He did. Did he? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, and so Before he was the governor or after? Before. Okay. All right. He had a well, wife. Good on you, girl. Hanging in there. Um, was her name like Margaret? I don't know. I she feel really like her name have, would have been Margaret. I don't think Margaret. she had a name. <laughs> I couldn't find a name. She didn't have one. Um, so they sent John White as governor with 12 assistants and about 115 other people, including White's pregnant daughter and her husband. Our guy Manteo also came back again with them. Uh, they depart on May 8th and arrive 
in like the later half of July. Man, I'm so surprised that Manteo is still hanging he's around. He's still hanging in there. No, he's like, he's kind of, he's, I'll, I'll continue talking about I him. feel like he might be like afraid to admit that he's wrong. All right. And that was a random phone call on my laptop, y'all. That was from Anteo. We have to cut that out. <laughs> he was like, hey, you talking about me? We have to cut that. Um, I feel like he's afraid to admit that he's wrong, so he just keeps doing the thing. Yeah. Have you ever had that experience where like, you do something that you, like you're pursuing a path that you maybe at first believed in, and then it becomes clear to you over time that like, you have made the wrong choice. Yeah. And then instead of admitting that you're wrong, you're just like, maybe if I just extra commit to it, then it will make it okay. Yeah. Kind much. of like this podcast. No, pretty kidding. much. Um, so they arrive again uh, in the back half of July. They discover Lane's previous colony, um, which is just ruins at this point, uh, and a few human remains. <laughs> Uh, so White then tries to reestablish connections with the friendly Croatoans, who, which is the, um, Manteo's people. Got it. Who had kind of been friendly all along, but, you know, I guess had kind of fell out of touch when the other group left, yada, yada, yada. So he was like trying to make a good, like, decision, like, hey, let's establish a friendly connection with these people, right? Your people. So naturally, their first step was to to burn the fucking village. No. 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 First step was not to burn their village. Good. First step was to murder their people. Anyway. No. Uh, Really? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. Um, God damn it. These people don't know how to make friends. I'm worried about them. They needed Mr. Rogers. So it was actually an accident. Was it a plague? It wasn't. No. No. no, They they, they murdered. But it was an accident. So let me take. So they accidentally attacked a group of Croatoans who were looting a deserted village. Um, They thought that they were, uh, I guess, an aggressive tribe in this village, but the Uh village was actually empty and there were just some Croatoans who were there like trying to find like supplies and shit and trying to loot it. Yeah, yeah. So um, Manteo comes in. uh, Well, so they get this group get attacked. And they're murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they find out that those are the Croatoans. I mean, maybe that just they're trying like, to establish a friendly connection yeah, with. Maybe just not don't to murder mention, people for a while. Not to like, mention, if you're trying to make friends. One of those people was Manteo's mother. Fuck. Yes. So again, you have made the wrong choice. Uh huh. Just admit it. And move forward. So Manteo at this time was like, he was really like caught in a really difficult position. He was really position conflicted. Yeah. And very conflicted because in his, mm. his nature, he wanted, he wanted to help and, you know, didn't want to see these people or see anyone really, right. you know, be hurt or, right. or starve to death or whatever. So yeah. he's literally just trying his damnedest to make shit work. And it's mm. kind of like, both sides at this point are kind of like at fault honestly because you 
have some natives who are aggressive and don't like mm-hmm. they and for good reason but they essentially don't want to you know help these people or establish a connection or trade like they don't have nothing to do with it right mm-hmm. and manteo sees that as kind of ignorant in and of itself mm-hmm. and that you should kind of always be there to help people if you can and so he tried his damnedest to smooth out the relations between his tribe and the English. Um, but I don't think it was kind of like ever fully like, uh, it was never repaired after that point. Yeah. Um, and a lot of his tribes sort of looked at him as a traitor. Mm. Um, which was tough for him. Um, and right. And then immediately after that, um, he was actually uh, baptized. Again, like I said, that's when he was baptized into Got the it. Christian um, After church. his mom was killed by yeah. a bunch of Christians? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunate. Um, and he was To be named... fair, you said that both sides were kind of at fault, but only, I just think we should mention... Probably goes without saying. Well, only one of those sides got on a boat and crossed a fucking ocean. No, uh, no, that's true. With 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 very ill preparedness. Basically. That's true. But I didn't get into a lot of the drama that was going on. It was back and between. forth. Yeah, obviously, so it's, it was. Yeah. It was back and forth, especially with um, the previous colony that was there. Yeah. Um, it was so much drama. Like there's a lot of pettiness. It. It there was a like, lot of pettiness, yeah. and, it, and it happened on a lot of both sides. Like Got I said, it. from that chief, yeah, who was like trying to pull his people out of there, but he also did some shady shit where he True. like tricked other uh, tribes into thinking that the English were going to attack them, then told the English that they were going to attack them, and then met them, and then you know what I mean. Oh, he like, was sowing the seeds of discord. Pretty much. So Got there it. was a lot of shit going down yeah i just always when we're dealing with stories like this i always like to mention that like you know yeah no i mean obviously the main <laughs> like you know the english are, are motherfuckers they weren't prepared um and we're not prepared um but it, anyway manteo is then baptized uh and is named lord of roanoke which is a bullshit title <laughs> um and really just sort of seen as like a political action from Sir Walter Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Um, or a political move, I guess I should say. as and like Because it, it held no weight. Because mm-hmm. Manteo knew that just because he was dubbed Lord of Roanoke didn't mean that he was actually Lord of Roanoke. Because the, his, the other people, the other natives, obviously were not going to follow him. They were like, um, oh, yeah, one, good he job. had not been chosen. Yeah. So it, he knew that it was just sort of fake at this point. Yeah. So on August 18th, 1587, John White's daughter gives birth to Virginia Dare, uh, recorded as the first Christian born in Virginia. Quote, but here's here's a kind of funny, funny moment. Records indicate that a Marjorie Harvey gave birth shortly a- thereafter, although nothing else is known about her child. <laughs> God damn it. Second place doesn't <laughs> Do count, imagine, Marjorie. Could you imagine? Like, you have two pregnant women, and it's like they're both about to fucking They're dueling. Pop. It's like <laughs> dueling like, births. Which one? Which one? And then it's just like, well, fuck Marjorie. Right? Damn. Um, so, because things really aren't looking too great, the colonists decide that they want to uh, send White back to England um, to ask for help. 
He really didn't want to. Um, he was reluctant, but departed uh, with the fleet on August 27th. Now, White makes it back to England, but the Spanish Armada was posted up like, what's good, England? Fuck. <laughs> like, so Queen Elizabeth prohibited any ships from leaving in order so that, you know, so that they could use them for battle. Yeah. Um, and White wouldn't gain permission to return until 1590. It's three years later. Mm. White eventually comes back on August 18th, 1590, on his granddaughter's third birthday. Mm. Uh, and they found... Nothing. Nobody around. Um, there were fresh tracks in the sand, and then they also discovered the words crow carved into a tree, C-R-O, and the word Croatoan carved into a post. Now, White believed this to mean the colonists had peacefully relocated to Croatoan Island because before he left, he said, should things get, like, fucking crazy, if you are forced to move, you put a fucking cross in the tree or, like, leave a cross somewhere. Got it. And he never found that. So he told him to leave, he told him specifically, if you need to go somewhere, leave a cross. Leave a cross if it was by force or like. Oh, if it was it, by bad force. shit had happened. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. A cross means bad shit. Cross means bad shit. Got it. Right. Never found that. Um, the search party found that houses had been dismantled and that anything that could be carried uh, had been removed. Several large trunks that White had left behind had been dug up and looted and none of the colony's boats were there. The party returned to their ship with plans to go to Croatoan Island uh, the following day, but the anchor cable snapped, which forced them to abandon the mission because uh, that would cause a con- that posed a, a risk of shipwreck. Um, and a series of unfortunate events happened, which caused White to have to return again to England on October twenty fourth, fifteen ninety. So he returns, reports that the colonists are fine. We're fine. Did he really? Uh, he's, well, oh, that's fine. He said they were fine. Yeah, I saw the settlement. Well, he said they were fine. They just relocated. Um, mm. um, which I think some of that has to do with uh, Raleigh's influence because as long as he could prove they weren't dead, then he could maintain his claim on Virginia. Hmm. So in 1595, Raleigh decides he's going to make his very first transatlantic voyage, uh, which he had originally claimed to be in search for his lost colonists. Uh, But in reality, he was just searching for fucking El Dorado. Uh, Because on his way back, he took one look at the Outer Banks, didn't even stop, and just kept going. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) He was like, bye, girl. He really was like, bye. He blamed it on weather or some dumb shit. Uh He was like, the weather was bad. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. They're like, so you couldn't wait another day? No, it was was bad that day, too. Yeah, it was bad, too, then. It was just bad. Um, I think it might always just rain there, maybe. (laughs) just always bad can't get over it yeah um so then uh in 1603 raleigh was implicated in a plot to overthrow king james uh and was arrested for treason which effectively um ended his virginia charter um so what did a lot of things for (laughs) well yeah well but yeah (laughs) so what do we know 
when White returned to the colony in 1590, there was no sign of battle, no sign of duress, uh, no human remains or graves were reported, um, and the Croatoan message is consistent with an agreement White had made uh, to indicate where to look for them. Um, so now we kind of get into a little bit of the fun part. So this is the mystery. The why we're talking about this we're on this show. This. We didn't just want to lecture you about the founding of North Carolina. It's still a really interesting story it is. altogether. It is. But here's um, the spooky tie-in. Because they've been waiting on it. About an hour. <laughs> pretty much. But it all leads up to some, uh, I mean, to some pretty cool shit. So I've got, um, so there are a few theories um, as to what happened. One, the colonists were absorbed into local populations mm -hmm. uh, or captured as slaves. Uh, so that's kind of the most popular theory. So is that they left Roanoke and that they sought shelter with other tribes. Um, there were documented sightings of Europeans and their influence in the years following the disappearance of the settlers. Uh, and the theory goes that these Europeans could have been the missing settlers or their descendants. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that. Mm -hmm. Which is the, like I said, is the biggest theory. I love how they say there was evidence of Europeans and their influence. And their <laughs> influence means mixed babies, y'all. And their influence, yes. Um, so there's that. And then number two, you have the mysterious Croatoan. So the word Croatoan was found carved into a fence post at the abandoned colony. And its presence at the site is one of the most confusing mysteries of Roanoke. Why was it found there? The word Croatoan is also connected with other mysterious happenings over the centuries. Mm -hmm. Each one more puzzling than the last. So, right before he died, Edgar Allan Poe actually disappeared for a short time. Mm -hmm. When he was seen again, he was delirious. And this final state of delirium before his death, allegedly one of the last words he said was Croatoan. Poe's official cause of death is unknown, and his medical records and death certificate are lost, so we don't really know what happened to him that night that he died. Hmm. The word has also appeared at several other famous disappearances in the 19th and 20th centuries. In 1888, the stagecoat robber uh, Black Bart carved the word into the wall of his cell before he was released from prison. He was never seen or heard from again. It was also found in Amelia Earhart's journal, after she disappeared in 1937. Uh, the last bed that horror writer Ambrose Bierce slept in before he disappeared in Mexico in 1913 had the word Croatoan carved into one of the posts. And in 1921, Croatoan was written on the last page of the logbook of the ship Carol A. Deering when it crashed on Cape Hatteras near Croatoan Island. The ship was missing its entire crew. Hmm. So, a third theory, that they were murdered. In 1607, Captain John Smith, we all know him, uh, tried to uncover what happened at Roanoke. He claimed that Chief Powhatan told him that he killed the people of the colony to retaliate against them for living with another tribe that refused to ally with him. Allegedly, Powhatan showed Smith items he took from Roanoke to support his story, including a musket barrel and a brass mortar and pestle. Hmm. Um, so that kind of uh, 
that story kind of reached England and kind of spread around, like, kind of like gossip, mm-hmm. um, would be, uh, it was kind of, uh, a guy wrote, um, kind of wrote it into, uh, the history of travel into Virginia, which was some book he mm-hmm. was working on. So it kind of just made became its way lore. It kind of became the lore, yeah. um, for, for a while. Love it. Um, so this is where we put the Disney Plus plug-in, by the way, <laughs> yeah. with John Smith and Pocahontas. And um, even though that's not really how that story went, went a little much. bit differently. Um, some people also claim that possibly the Spanish could have murdered them. But yeah. that's been debunked because the Spanish didn't really know where the fuck they were at. Yeah. Like, also, did the Spanish like go that far like into the outer banks so they were searching for this colony they had a like they knew that there was a colony or something but they were still searching for it at the time that uh, this disappearance happened so they hadn't found anything so it's very unlikely that that had anything to do with it Mm -hmm. um some folks say that they've resorted to cannibalism good old-fashioned you know let's eat each other up um so we always love that um, and some people say that, oh, well, you know, there were never any bodies found at the settlement, but, you know, that doesn't mean anything. The bones could have been used for other things and taken, so. Yeah. Um, so there's It's that. possible, but, I mean, uh, far be it for me to, you know, rain on the, on the parade of cannibalism, but I, I think... If well, there was a starvation sort of thing where they resorted to cannibalism, we would, I think we would have evidence of that. We would have bones. We would have something. Well, you know they were what I mean? saying initially, like, on either both sides. So, like, either they, like, resorted to cannibalism themselves or that other, like, a cannibalistic tribe came in, kind of murdered them and cannibalized them. But maybe there's no no there's no evidence that any um native tribes in that area were cannibals so it's a yeah not i I don't really yeah um at all i mean it's pretty metal (laughs) but like i just feel like it's probably not unless they ate each other and then there would be way more mess and like bones and uh some say that it's possible that disease um could have gotten them Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the theory that we all love of witchcraft. So there are a couple of theories involving witchcraft. Um, the Croatoan either executed the colonists as witches or, or the colonists were the victims of witches who live in the North Carolina woods. The Croatoans believed in witches and witchcraft. Their definition mm-hmm. of witches were people who used black magic to commit evil acts in everyday life. And while there is no evidence that the Croatoan executed witches or that the Croatoan accused the people of Roanoke of witchcraft, they were known for condemning dangerous outsiders. And they easily could have blamed the people of Roanoke for spreading diseases um, to which the Croatoan had no immunity. Right. And they and other Native American tribes tell legends of witches who live in the North Carolina woods who use black magic to hurt other people. Uh, There is a story that the people of Roanoke became the victims of these witches when they left the island, and that is why they were never heard from again. Um, You also have theories that are uh, sort of more supernatural or religious. 
Um, so these kind of obviously have no scientific basis, but they are still taken very seriously by the native populations as explanations on what happened to the missing settlers of Roanoke. And they mainly revolve around Native American spirits that help explain why not only the behavior of the colonists um, before they disappeared, but also why the colonists disappeared without a trace. Um, here's where we get instances of the Wendigo. Mm. Um, when people resort to eating human flesh, as in the case of cannibalism, uh, their bodies are taken over, you know, by a Wendigo. And if the people of Roanoke had resorted to cannibalism, then according to this belief, they are still alive, roaming the woods of North Carolina in the form of Wendigos. Nasty little critters, those. Um, the Croatoan belief system also includes a spirit on the island that had the power to absorb humans into the landscape. Uh, if the spirit was offended or angered, it would turn people into trees, animals, stones, or any other part of the land. If the colonists were exploiting resources or abusing the land, it could have angered the spirit. This means that the people of Roanoke dis didn't disappear at all. They were just absorbed into the land. That's cool. That's cool. That's interesting. It's an interesting theory. Yes. They um, weren't gone. They weren't disappeared. They literally were the land. They became the land that they That's interesting. Had and then no and idea. then fucking John White painted watercolor painted <laughs> That's them. his wife and, or his fucking daughter. And he, she's like motherfucker. And he's just like whoa. <laughs> that's cool. Anyway. Uh yeah, that's a really like I that's a really interesting theory. Mm -hmm. Um and then finally, we have the Dare Stones. So from 1937 to 1940, a series of stones were discovered that supposedly tell the story of what happened to the Roanoke colonists. They are called the Dare Stones because they were mostly, um, or apparently written by John White's daughter, Eleanor Dare. Um, most historians consider the Dare Stones a hoax, although many historians believe the first stone is authentic. Hmm. In 1937, a tourist found an inscribed stone and brought it to Emory University to be examined for authenticity. Uh, Dr. Haywood Pierce, a professor of American history, didn't claim that the stone was authentic, but it didn't um, contradict what was known at the time. The inscription uh, was consistent with the phrasing of the time, and the colonists would have had the tools to carve into stone. The inscriptions on the stone stated that Eleanor's husband and daughter were dead. So Eleanor, the, her husband and Virginia Dare, the little baby, mm. uh, were dead and asked whoever found the stone to tell her father. The inscription read, Ananias Dare, which was the guy's husband, which was her husband, and Virginia went hence unto heaven, 1591, Anya Englishman shoe. John White, Governor, via, whatever that fucking old English means. I can't. But anyway. The other side of the stone reported that only seven of the Roanoke colonists were left alive and Native Americans murdered the rest. And it was signed E.W.D. Eleanor White Dare. In 1940, 47 more stones had been found dating uh, until 1599. Uh, a stone dated from 1592 claims that the survivors of Roanoke are safe, living with a tribe, but all of those, again, were considered, um, were found to be hoaxes. Got it. Um, with the exception of that first stone mm. that I mentioned. Um, 
so yeah, that's kind of some of the theories surrounding that. It kind of ends on the Dare Stones. Um, uh, there were, there have been some instances in the news where uh, a gold ring had been found that they mm-hmm. thought were from one of the colonists, but mm-hmm. um, some carbon dating uh, turned out that it kind of wasn't. It wasn't actually really fucking gold. It was just um, some motherfucker from North Carolina that lost his fucking wedding band. Well, it was <laughs> just like, like a generic ring that could have been from anybody at any right. point in time. Right. And it wasn't like, it didn't really mean anything. Um so that's kind of the theory of, or several of the theories of what happened uh, at Croatoan Island. I actually thoroughly enjoyed researching this topic. Um, yeah, it's and interesting. It's, and so, and then just to sort of clarify, um, John White went back after all of this. He uh, obviously never found or knew what happened to his family. And he uh, referred to it as his greatest failure. Uh, mm-hmm. and that he really was truly kind of tortured by the thought that he would never see his family again. Yeah. Um, and he lived out his life, I think, um, in Ireland with his sister. Mm. Um, and then nothing, nothing really um, is ever heard of from Manteo again either. So he mm. kind of disappeared with the lost colony. Um. Was he the with time. them? He was with them. Okay, so he, he also just blinked out of existence. Yeah, because he didn't go back with John for those supplies. He yeah. stayed. Yeah. Um, and, or, well, yeah, he he stayed and he just kind of went into obscurity mm-hmm. um, with the rest of the colonists. So, uh, very, very tragic on, the, on both of those accounts, um, mm-hmm. especially... Uh, for, you know, Manteo, who had just sort of like, honestly, for me, it would, it can kind of be perceived as like, what a fucking waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, um, and he lost his mom in the process. I mean, not that he did anything to cause that, but like in the process, like. Well, it his just, mom is accidentally murdered and like all of this struggle for basically nothing. Right. And it just, it's just so like frustrating to me because yes, they like had made several attempts to like try to find these people, but like, it just feels like you didn't try hard enough. Yeah. Like you did not like, try hard Like how about you enough. send now, another fucking ship if the anchor snapped? Right. So, I mean, like I said, there... There were several instances where he tried to get back, um, even during the time before uh, the Queen allowed him to come back. He was constantly trying to find ways and get approval to go over there. But literally every time he did, some fucking shit would go down. Like, at one point, the Queen was like, okay, you can have these boats and go, but because they're not, like, suitable for battle— so he was like, okay, fine, I'm going. But then he just, like, the ships just really couldn't even fucking make it over there. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, on his part, it seemed like he was just really struck with fucking bad luck. And indeed, I think at one point he was quoted as saying something along the lines of, like, I must have been born under the most fucking unluckiest star mm. ever. Um. Because it really just sort of seemed like, you know, 
at every turn. At every it turn, just went, it just went. It wrong. just went horribly wrong. But I just don't think that there was enough action on people from like you know, from Raleigh's point or whatever to like find these people. Right. You know what I mean? And right. I just, it just, it just is just kind of it kind of sucks. But it's still a very interesting story. I had, again, like I said, I learned uh, a lot today. And I hope you did, too. Yeah. Thank it's, you for joining well, me for History 101. <laughs> well, no, it's interesting because the story does have, like, huge cultural significance to us. Like, I remember learning about it in fourth grade history before we did our Jamestown uh, field trip or whatever. And I remember, like, hearing that story, and it was always kind of, like, creepy and open-ended. Like, they, they left all these people. Yeah. And they were just never seen again or heard again and we never found any remains and we yeah. never, you know, I, but and it's, it's interesting to kind of like know the history behind it and hear the history behind it. Cause it's extrapolated in things like supernatural had an episode involving right. Croatoan and it was this like culture. horrible virus and stuff. And, um, and then, you know, American horror story, of course, incorporated it into their season. Um, couple seasons back actually i think it's like three seasons back now uh was it fifth? yeah it was like yeah two, two maybe two seasons back two, i can't yeah. remember but they did um but nobody it, ever like incorporates the history behind it it's always extrapolated in some because the word croatoan sounds weird so it's just like oh that must be like some horrible like in the case of supernatural it's a virus that turns you into a demon like okay but it was the name of an indian tribe or a native american tribe that was there at the time. So like in context, it's a whole lot less like not to say less intimidating because it still is weird that it was carved into the tree and like, why was it there? And what happened? That why was like, you had Croatoan on one, but then only like half of that on another, like someone stopped. Yeah. Like, so like, like were they they interrupted? Like what was the deal? Why were there fresh tracks? Yeah, the fresh the there. fresh tracks that has always been the detail ever since I was a kid and I first heard the story. The fresh tracks detail has always been the one that which gets would me. mean that they couldn't have been that like if they had just left. It which, makes let's, you think. Let's that. be real. That's a high possibility that they were like, all right, let's go to an, this other place, and then literally the next fucking day, yeah, he comes back. I mean, like earlier in the like, story yeah. with the fucking supply ship exactly. that showed up the next day. I mean, it's not damn, like it... this is why we have cell phones nowadays. Yeah, it's like shoot me a text. Yeah, or something if you own your way. That's you couldn't do that back then. I, um, I want to do um, at some point. I want to do a full episode on some of the. I have this like huge um, anthology of Cherokee myths and legends. Yeah, um, and that's just one tribe there's a ton of really 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 interesting native american mythologies um and legends like i had never heard the story of um the spirit who turns people into into elements of nature yeah like that's really cool to me so i think it would be cool to kind of dig into some of those uh different mythologies because it it really is very interesting it's almost like what if he was like the person carving crow yeah like what if the de- like what if he turned into the tree or something you know what i mean like what if he got like and became the tree that's mm-hmm. why it, it's just it's interesting to think about things like that um mm-hmm. and it was just a theory that like you like i had never really heard of right like that was when i was like oh shit like this is new to me mm-hmm. um 
But yeah, so that was my episode, y'all. Yeah, lots to think about there. Well, if you happen to solve the mystery of uh, the Roanoke Colony settlers, or if you have a theory yourself, you can email us at thehauntedheartpodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from listeners. If you have story suggestions, if you have case suggestions, um, just shoot us an email, let us know. We would love to look into it for you. Also, uh, check out the Patreon. I know we mentioned at the top of the episode, but it's patreon.com slash thehauntedheart. Check us out there. We have all kinds of bonus uh, extra content, including a full-length review of Dr. Sleep, which was super cool. We were both big fans. Spoiler Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I'm drunk. (laughs) Drunk Uh, on knowledge. You can follow us on social media on Instagram, The Haunted Heart Podcast, on Twitter, The Haunted Heart, and on Facebook, if you search The Haunted Heart Podcast, you can like our Facebook page and also join our closed Facebook group. Don't worry, it's private, so your Aunt Nancy will not see all of the horrible, horrible things you like to talk about online with folks. Uh, But there's lots of good spooky horror memes in there. Um, There's lots of good true crime content in there. And it's just a cool-ass community to be part of. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we get in our feels. It's good. It's a good time. It is. We yeah. love it. It's a good spooky support group. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like good that. way to think of it. And I think that's it for now, loves. I believe it is. You know what you have to do. Until next time, you just need to Carve lay low. Throw a toe in the tree if you're leaving. <laughs> you just need to lay low. Don't set anybody's village on fire. And Or, you know, just crow for short.